This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonnewell. Samuel, these are uh, these next two episodes that we're, we are releasing are really, really important, and they have uh, two very important guests on. And uh, yes, very important. <laughs> kind of important. Yeah. Who are they, Kelly? Uh, the first one is Tova Jones. Oh, my wife. Beautiful. And the next one is Julie Bonniewell. Her wife. So this is the first time, you know, everybody's listened to us and yeah. now they get to listen to Julie and Tova. But <laughs> we threw them in the deep end of the pool. We did. And said, hey, what, you know, probably our listeners want to hear from you guys. Why don't you talk about, hmm, there's a lot of different topics we could talk about yeah, I don't know. in terms of marriage. Why don't you talk about sex? <laughs> what a topic. <laughs> what, what a, a topic. topic. And I, you know, I, they hit it out of the ballpark. And I just have so much respect and admiration for what they did because this is a very difficult topic to talk about. It's it a very is. personal topic to talk about. It is. And it's a very complex topic to talk about. And and that's why I think you said uh, to me when we brought our wives in, we wanted to also make sure we brought someone else in who mm-hmm. has been on our podcast before. Mm-hmm. Sarah Eastway. Yeah. And uh, if you if listeners, if you haven't listened to the, we did a episode on sexuality in season three. Three? Yep, season three. Okay. Uh, we've just done so many. <laughs> uh, uh, season three, uh, I think it released last November, and uh, November of 2021. And uh, Sarah and me and Samuel did a really uh, interesting conversation about sexuality and marriage. And this is one to kind of keep it going. Exactly. And and so I think that this is in this important conversation, our wives, um, they organically, authentically wanted to just lay out their thought process. And yes, while you may not totally agree with everything that they say, these are two very brave women. Um, mm-hmm. Who attend Ada who, and bright women? Very bright women, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and they'll talk all about that during the podcast um, in terms of their journeys. But we want you to just take a second to listen to you know their thoughts, their heart um, in regards to sex, in regards to those conversations, and for the fact that they're being our our wives, our illustrious wives. And then we had one other guest, well, actually a co-host. Rachel did an amazing job job. of kind of facilitating this conversation. And it is a conversation that we really, as a church, church Ada Bible Church and church Big Church, we need to continue to press into this conversation because the truth is there's a lot of couples who are struggling in this area. One way to think about this, Samuel, is... In Genesis 3, when the fall happened, um, one of the key verses is that it said that Adam Adam and Eve were naked and ashamed. And I think that's the challenge of sexuality is it can be shame-driven for us. And it's just a very difficult topic to talk about. And so I think... uh, Tova, Julie, Sarah, and Rachel did a really amazing job of navigating just a handful of key topics that uh, are were important. Exactly. So with that being said, we want to get you into the episode. Um, one thing we want to encourage you is that if you have small children or those who may not be at a mature age, we would ask that you do not listen to this episode with them near you. Um, we ask that you listen to it with your spouse or with your uh, your your husband or wife. And so in that space, um, we're going to start the episode. And this is part one of Sexuality in Marriage. So here we are. It's women only on this episode. So uh, I am so excited to have you, Tova Jones, married mm-hmm. to Samuel, Julie, married to Kelly, mm-hmm. and, and Kelly Bonniewell, we know, and then our friend Sarah Eastway, counselor, and you have been on the podcast before. Yes, yeah, last so. season. 
Yeah, welcome back. In fact, Thanks. we're gonna we're gonna head into a conversation that I think is just gonna be really important for us and for our listeners too. We hope our listeners feel like they just have a seat at this table mm-hmm. and we can have conversation that's meaningful among just faithful friends. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it gets a conversation started among others as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we hear about these two in particular, Tova and Julie, <laughs> on the regular. Right. Lucky us. Yes. <laughs> so we feel like we know you already. Uh, yes. Thank you for letting your husband share about you now and then. Mm-hmm. But now it's our turn to I share know, a little good. bit about them. I'm spilling all the beans, Julie. Okay. I'm spilling it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. And you know, I, I my understanding from the guys is you have full permission mm-hmm. to just all right. invite people into some things that have been a real part of your journeys mm-hmm. and just hope that it's beneficial to everybody. Yeah. And so this topic, we're talking about uh, sex in marriage. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how did that go historically? How's it going now? What are some challenges we can mm-hmm. face and um, some ways that we can be met by God? But I, I thought, you know, we all have a story mm-hmm. um, about how we first heard about it. But first, let's hear just a little bit about you. Just a little snapshot of your life. Let's start with Tova. Okay. My name is Tova Jones. It's so funny. I often go, often say, my name is Tova Jones and I'm a wife of a therapist. I kind of <laughs> leave with that, Julie. I don't know about you, but I'm a wife of a therapist, um, Sam Jones, who's also on this wonderful podcast. Um, we've been married for eight years. Um, we've been together for almost 10. So, we kind of date about two years and um, we have two kids we have a two-year-old daughter who I call her teenager um, oh, because that's she's the best the, oh man oh. someone should have warned me about that <laughs> and then I have a nine-month-old son um, who's just growing every day and so our life is full and busy yeah. as you can imagine yeah. so yeah you're already taking us back you know man. Yeah, yeah, the, the kids are a little older, so <laughs> give yeah. me hope that I can get over this home. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So how about Julie? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your life. Julie Bonniewell, Kelly's wife. We've been married for um, more than 25 years. Um, and we have two boys, both of whom got married in the past two years. So I have two brand new daughter-in-laws, which has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a nurse. I uh, have been a nurse for many years as well. And uh, most of my career was in maternal child health. So mm. hoping to draw from some of that experience as mm, well as my absolutely. personal experience talking about today. Wow, awesome. it is so good to have your voices in this conversation. <laughs> I know. And how about Sarah Eastway? Yes, um, I am Sarah. I work as a therapist. I office out of Forest Hills Counseling Center. Um, I've been married to Kevin for, we're on year 16 now. And we also have two boys at home. We have a fifth grader and a third grader. So just kicking off that school year and yeah. mm-hmm. hoping to get back into some good routines. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And mm-hmm. how long have you been a counselor? I saw clients starting in 2009. So what is that? 13 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> Not the war. Right, on, on our fingers like 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you know, let's let's bounce the conversational ball to you first, Sarah. Uh, how'd you first hear about sex? And and then we'd love to hear, how did that impact your view of sex in marriage, especially starting out? Yeah. Um, well, I, I just the broad concept of sex, I got exposed to, um, I have extended family who are farmers. And so growing up going to farms, I mean, when you have cattle and livestock, yeah. it's just there happening. Mm, it's <laughs> so natural. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it just in nature, that yeah. part of it. Um, I think personally, um, it was, I did grow up in the purity culture time, um, but I had youth group leaders that it would come up and it was always talked about as this wonderful thing that you wait and share with your spouse. Okay. And so it, I did get the message of wait, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. But I also got the message of, and when you do do it, it should be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, um, right before I got married, I was very grateful. I had uh, girlfriends who had already been married mm-hmm. and who, um, or had already been having sex and who knew that I was waiting. Mm-hmm. And so they thankfully took me aside and had some good conversations just about some of the more nitty gritty things mm-hmm. to expect. And I'm so thankful for hey. that because I don't think that is done mm-hmm. nearly yeah. enough so in true. our church right. community. Do you so think true. that's kind of becoming a thing? 
I hope so. More, yeah, okay. I hope so. And the ones who've been married for a little bit, like my daughter is a young adult mm-hmm. and a lot of her friends are getting married. And that's uh, from my seat on the bus. It seems like that's becoming a thing in her world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And then how about Julie? Yeah, so I was in middle school, and my parents gave me a book um, written by Dr. Dobson. Mm-hmm. and Our friend, Dr. James Dobson. <laughs> that was the extent of my <laughs> no, That was the conversation? <laughs> Did they say anything when they gave you the book, even? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> no conversation. Um, it was kind of a, um, a, a taboo topic, mm-hmm. you know, and um, shame, really kind of a that kind of approach, even within a marriage. It's just not something you talk about. I also grew up in the country, so kind of had a little bit of that farm experience as well. But when it came to how do you actually navigate your sexuality, both before you're married and then when you're married, um, very little mentoring and kind of went into marriage um, a little bit naive mm-hmm. about that topic and how to how to handle it. Uh, that's so yeah. fair. That's yeah. so fair. Now, Tova, did you just glean we're kind of sitting down with farm girls? <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. And I'm sitting Second here like, generation. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. How about you? And I'm a straight city girl. So yeah. I didn't get yeah. none of that. I think for me, my very first introduction to sex was a scare tactic. Like, mm-hmm. so I grew up in the church as well. Um, but I also grew up in a time where like teenage pregnancy was like a thing. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would just like, you know, you get pregnant, you have sex, you get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Like that was like mm-hmm. the scare tactic for me. So I'm like, oh God, I don't want to leave, you know? Um, and so that's how I really found out about it. As I got older, I began to realize that sex was a great thing. It was a good thing and that, you know, conversations needed to be had about it. But literally my first thought of sex was like, don't have it because you're going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so don't that dare. don't you dare. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was my first introduction to sex. Ultimately, Sorry, mom, if yeah, you're listening. You <laughs> scared me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately, she's trying to protect you yeah. and your early understanding. Mm-hmm. So the, how did that affect your view of marriage, um, of sex in marriage? And then maybe even just take us right into what did it look like earlier on in your marriage? Yeah, I would say so. I um, unfortunately and I, I, I would say unfortunately, I didn't wait to have sex. I was in my early 20s when I when I lost my virginity and I thought I was pregnant like immediately and the person I was was like no way, you're not pregnant. So going into marriage, um Sam and I had conversations about like so when do we want kids and things like that because I always associated sex with babies. Mm-hmm. I mean which God created for us to procreate and right. things like that. Um but as we got into our dating life and then our premarital counseling, we made it a point to talk about our sexual needs. Um, so Sam and I waited until we were married to have sex. And so um, we didn't often talk about sex because it got hot and steamy sometimes. And we're like, no, let me go. Let you go. Let's let's simmer down. Yep. But when we took our premarital counseling with our pastors, um, that was definitely a conversation that we had. So we kind of went into our marriage with some expectations about what we wanted our sex life to be. And unfortunately it did not go the way we thought, (laughs) the way we thought. I think so many times in marriages, um, sex is natural, but with your partner, it takes some work, right? Mm -hmm. To get used to one another's body, Mm -hmm. to get used to what one, each other's preferences. And so for like the first four to five years, Sam and I bumped heads continuously Mm. when our, with our sex life. So it was just like, he wanted it all the time and I did not. He wanted it one type of way and I did not. So Mm. it took some time and some effort for us to really begin to mesh and to be able to have conversations about it without offending one another Mm -hmm. and I think that was the point in which we realized like hey if we want our sex life to be great and we 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 know that sex is a huge part of marriage it's not the most important but it plays a huge part we have to be vulnerable and open to talk about each other's needs and it took a minute for us to to get on that right path yeah well and just the idea that it took 
it took work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when mm-hmm. we talk about our other exposures to sex before marriage or leading yeah. into it and even after, when you see media representations yeah. of it, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. all goes and happens yes. and everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah. And so if that's your idea, then you are you know, doomed to, <laughs> to realize and why didn't it just happen perfectly right. for us? And I think that's where our process was. We were like, why aren't we like meshing it? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm sexually attracted to you. You're sexually attracted to me. I feel like we should be in the movies coming in the house, kissing and stuff. Yes, like yes. it hadn't seen me, but it wasn't. And it took work. And we went into the conversations that we had. It took us about a year to be able to be like, okay, this what we're doing right now isn't working. You're not feeling satisfied, Sam. I'm not feeling satisfied. What can we do? And we had to have some pretty hard conversations. And sometimes I cried. Sometimes he was upset. But at the core of it, we knew that we loved each other. And our ultimate goal wasn't to offend one another. So I had to take it as, hey, he loves you. He just wants you to be the one to fulfill the need that he wants from you. And so um, at the same time, we were beginning to talk talk about wanting to have children so we like if we're gonna have sex to have children let's make it enjoyable right (laughs) like let's you know we don't want it to be robotic or whatever let's really enjoy it so it took us five years to get pregnant finally okay and the a couple months before I got pregnant y'all we were on like a good sex streak like we have finally meshed we have finally had our conversations it was awesome so the work paid off the work paid off it was able mm -hmm. to look a whole lot better yeah a whole lot better with a lot of trial and error a lot of conversations and so we went away one of our friends was like you want to get pregnant you need to go away like go on a vacation so we took a cruise and we're like we're gonna have fun but we're gonna relax and we're gonna try to have this baby and sure enough I got pregnant (laughs) and so So the answer is go on a cruise listen (laughs) go on a cruise don't think too much about it relax (laughs) and and have a blast and so we were so excited when you know I got the news about being pregnant but then our sex life took another turn right because I'm pregnant I'm not feeling like it and I'm not even all the way feeling Sam at this point like my hormones was making him smell funny sorry Sam I'm, I'm telling no, this story he's probably gonna kick me right like my aversion was to him and he oh. felt so bad I'm like you smell like meat Sam I can't <laughs> whatever it was your cologne whatever and so I that took a turn and it was kind of abrupt for him because we had just came off of a great year of like good sex and he's just like we had just got to this point now you're pregnant and so um, we had another conversation I'm like okay Sam this pregnancy I'm feeling nauseous I'm tired like I don't have the energy to do it and he gave me grace Mm -hmm. in that moment he was like I understand I see what you're going through but when his baby come I need us to get get back to normal and so um, with that of course you go through postpartum you go through different things like that and so we had to have a whole nother conversation and begin to work how do we have sex with a newborn baby how do we navigate this how do we get time alone you know we're sleep deprived we're so that was a whole nother conversation that we had to have and so um we began to get some terms and conditions and it began to work out well and then boom I got pregnant again. <laughs> I'm like, Sam, what, what? He's like, it took us five years to have one. Now we're having kids back to back. I'm like, okay, Sam. So now I've been through this pregnancy with you. You still smell like meat. You still in this pregnancy. So both pregnancies. Both pregnancies. Similar aversions. Similar aversions. Um, but this time I was able to... um kind of push through because I'm like mm-hmm. I not that I felt bad not that it was sympathy sex but I'm like Lord I literally had to pray like Lord give me strength right because I don't want my husband to feel to feel unfulfilled mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times in marriage we don't even think about praying about our sex life sex life I feel like a lot of us believe that 
God doesn't care about our sex life when in reality he really does and as women I know sometimes we wear so many different hats and sometimes we're exhausted right where we're the mom the nurse the teacher the cook the the meal prepper like we're all of it and sometimes we need some supernatural strength to push through well let me ask the other so Mm -hmm. Julie you have two kids and Sarah you do as well do you, do you remember back to when the kids were little and there was just so much physical care you were providing for the kids and, you know, literally holding them all day? And do you remember yes. that being kind of oh, hard yes. after you've been touched at yeah. all day? Yes, we called yeah. them, I called them my Velcro days when they're <laughs> just meatier. And so you felt like they just wanted yes. to suck to you. Yes. And it is, it's hard then at the end of those days to crawl into bed and then want to have more physical Mm -hmm. touch. You're Mm -hmm. just like, I'm ready to fall asleep or I am ready to just have my space and be my own person. Um, So we really had to look at, okay, when else in the day can Mm -hmm. we have sex? Mm Because we know that by the time I hit, you know, seven Mm -hmm. o'clock, I've had it with being touched. (laughs) And so how do we look at morning, afternoon? Mm -hmm. How can we get creative um, and make time for it? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, So I don't know, are we getting practical as far as like, you know, kids watching Netflix and you, you go in the back room. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having other young mar- or married couples with young children and, you know, babysitters are expensive. So mm-hmm. we would do babysitting swap. And um, sometimes we didn't go out for a date. We okay, were like, yeah. okay, well, sex isn't happening on its own. So yeah. I guess today's date is grabbing Subway and going back home. Yeah, wow. um, Just yeah. really needing to make it happen because mm-hmm. otherwise I think as a tired mom, it's easy to let it um, fall off your radar mm-hmm. or get on that back burner. Yeah, um, And so just needing to talk about it. That is so helpful. And Julie, you were nodding your head. You remember back then too. And yeah. And so what do you remember of it and how would you advise somebody who's just in it right now? Yeah, I think these guys have shared a lot of good tips already. Yeah, I, my kids were real close together as well. So, you know, four years straight of breastfeeding, I was working during that time. And so breastfeeding a lot um, during the night and yeah, that those are just tough years. And even, you know, a few years later, yes, we could put them in front of, uh, back then it was a DVD. True <laughs> confession. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when, you, when they're really young, then it does get really challenging. And, I, and the babysitters or, mm-hmm. you know, getting away for a weekend becomes really, really important. Awesome. And, yeah. you know, we were not good about getting away at all. And our parents helped us make it a priority. Oh, good. Like for, you. for yes. Christmas presents, it would be the bed and breakfast and we're taking Aww. the kids and because we just wouldn't yeah. have made time for it in that yeah. crazy time of life. And I thought that's just such wisdom. Mm-hmm. Such wisdom. Yeah. Sure. So Tova, it's a couple things from what you already shared. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you shared with us, you had a relationship prior to getting married mm-hmm. And, and yet you took fresh steps to mm-hmm. uh, move beyond your past mm-hmm. and to honor God in your present mm-hmm. as you were looking to get married to yeah. Samuel. And then you went from kind of no, no, no mm-hmm. to go. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that that was its own journey. Yeah. Took a while. And then these aversions, when yes. you, you know, you finally got really good. You guys yeah. worked at it. Then you had these aversions, mm-hmm. baby got a little yeah. better in between. Boom. Baby yep. number two. And then what? That's kind of where we left off. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're here now, right? So after baby number two, this is where we are now. And uh, it's so funny, Sam and I, we make it a point to do check-ins, right? So Sam is a person that um, will, I think it's because he's a therapist too. He takes time to process and really think about things before he says them, whereas I am very direct. And so we have to make sure that we're checking in with one another to make sure that we're satisfied um and i didn't even mention this that touch is sam's number one love language it is my very last right one. okay and that's, that's how it goes right uh, so we always have to find that balance to make sure that he's fulfilled and i'm not overtouched right that i'm just 
turned completely off. And so where we are now in this space is really just being open and honest. Uh, Kelly gave us some great advice. Go ahead and schedule sex. Put it on the calendar. Sam is the type of guy that if it's not on the calendar, it is not for real. It does <laughs> not exist if it is not on the Google calendar. When he oh, first okay. brought that to me because Kelly advised him to do that, I was like, what do you mean to put it on the calendar? Like, where's the spontaneity in it? Like, where's the pizzazz? And when we started doing it, I was able to be spontaneous, right? Because I knew on Wednesday at seven o'clock we had a sitter or a mother-in-law yes. and I can do different things. We can do dinner. We can do... And that helped us so much. Wow. And so now we're at the point in which we want to keep that, keep it constant because things do come up. Um, but also just taking time to really talk about the quality of our sex life. Um, right now we're getting ready to shift into a different season with both of our careers and it won't be so much about qu quantity, it'll be about quality. Mm -hmm. And I, when I heard that statement before about sex, about it's not so much about for some people, okay. for some people the quantity matters. Sure. But if you can have quality sex over quantity, those experiences become so much more fulfilling um, instead of like, oh, we hit... It's Wednesday. Let's come on and, you know, do it. Let's focus on the quality and the experience of sex. So that's where we are now, focusing on the quality of our sex life. So great. Yeah. Well, you had shared too that you guys took a step. Like you had some healthy conversation about it and recognize like we are not doing yes. well yes. in this department mm -hmm. and you made an appointment tell us about that yes you guys we made an appointment to see a sex therapist love and it. we loved it too but the <laughs> therapist was not good oh, it was it was not a good fit. I think no so this particular sex therapist um so we had went away and we were like let's go meet with someone you know out in another state or you know that's Let's just talk and so we just thought it was going to be this spicy experience <laughs> and she was going to give us like tips and tricks and all this kind of stuff it was really like a powerpoint and a book and we were oh. just like this oh. isn't gonna work mm -hmm. so we continued to find more people and we found someone and it's yeah. good and, and that's an important thing to mm -hmm. know that you can take some shopping to find the right yeah. fit because what's Absolutely. a good fit for one person might mm -hmm. not be for another. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so glad that you didn't just walk away yeah. from one negative experience. Yeah, looking. definitely. I think in our mind we had this like... <laughs> I don't know what we thought. Even <laughs> Sam as a therapist, he was just like, I just thought, I, he was like, I could have did this. But I'm like, mm. you know, it, I don't know. We had this idea that it was going to just be a little bit more spicier. And it wasn't. And to the therapist's credit, she was used to working with people who um, weren't able, like they had like sexual conditions and things like that. So they weren't able to perform like they wanted to. It wasn't, so, her specialty wasn't so much of like, we're married, we want to try different things She's out. She's more troubleshooting yes. problems. Oh, yes. And so that probably was a little research error on our end, but... But yeah, so we're still searching and still trying to find different ways to jazz up mm -hmm. our quality. Sure. You sex. mentioned spicy, and I forgot <laughs> years ago um, the Gottman Institute, um, their therapists, and they have this stack. Um, it's like a card uh, set, and they're salsa cards and they're all about ways to connect and there's mild medium and spicy oh. and it's just cards that you can buy and then you and your spouse can look through them and mm -hmm. decide you know maybe i give you these two cards and say hey over the next month and it's i mean it can be things like uh, a shoulder rub or mm -hmm. I mean very just connecting mm -hmm. physically emotionally mm -hmm. to trying some new stuff you never thought yeah. you would try and everything in between so I love that yeah I love that and I love how you said like different things because what we're finding too is that for me and for him too um back to the quality of sex it happens throughout the whole day right mm -hmm. it's yeah. just not at seven o'clock when we're ready to you know have sex right. but like throughout the day what are little things that we can do send a text you know send um, flowers clean up the house whatever mm -hmm. we need to do to make us ready for that moment because then it's yeah. more relational yeah. and it's not just the 
transaction, mm-hmm. right? Expanding sex is sex is not just intercourse. Mm-hmm. Sex is our way of loving each other through physical intimacy. I and that, that can look like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. we get into a rut when yep. we only think of sex as intercourse. Yep. Sure. Not that there's anything wrong with intercourse, yeah. but, but we got to expand. And I'm finding that even for me with the, the stage of life we're in, him cleaning up the house or tidying up that turns me on yes. more more than a back rub. Him him taking initiative to do things mm-hmm. that like that right mm-hmm. there. I'm like yes, mm-hmm. husband, perfect. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking like like what you said is is more than just the intercourse part. It's the other things that happens throughout the day, throughout the mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. that can get us get us to that point. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Super helpful. And uh, I was talking with a friend recently and she said, you know, just doing this just got me talking with my friends more about it. You know, like even just last week, you let it surface. (laughs) We're having a great conversation. I Mm -hmm. highly recommend it between faithful friends. Yeah. And and so just even a a check-in, like, how's that been going for you lately? And she said, you know, I just, I do recognize that as a huge priority in our marriage. Like I am his person for that. Mm -hmm. And I want that to stay healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so even like when my drive takes a hit, I really bring that to the Lord. Yeah. And that I want that to kind of stay on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And I want us to keep having healthy conversation about it. And and if you're like me, you know, it was, you know, I had I it took me a while to get comfortable. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And yeah. and so and to even start talking about it. So I think there can be that can take a little time and, and it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to slowly start talking about it more. Yeah. Too. Well, and I think being able to talk about it helps with some of the nuts and bolts. So mm-hmm. when I think back to, or when I work with clients who are in those, those baby years, mm-hmm. there are some logistics like, perhaps you you do tear port you know badly and so now you're not going to want to have intercourse for a while yeah. until you can heal. Yeah. I mean, we're just mm-hmm. being real. And yeah. so, okay. But what else can you do? Mm-hmm. So is that when manual or oral options mm-hmm. are more available? Like how else can you connect? And, um, or I know some breastfeeding moms, when they're breastfeeding, they want to wear a bra during intercourse yeah. because that just helps with leakage. Yeah. And they yeah. just feel like, okay, I, it helps them mm-hmm. be more into the sexual experience mm-hmm. with their husband if they're not worrying about their boobs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, we just got real. Yeah, right, right, right. right. But it's that true. Is so real. Yeah, so but true. it's just, yeah. it's those nuts and bolts that yeah. I think there are people out there when you're not talking about mm-hmm. it, you're thinking, oh, I don't want to have sex because mm-hmm. of my breasts leak. And and so having a friend be like, oh, well, I just kept my bra on during mm-hmm. that time. And you're, mm-hmm. oh, why didn't I think about yeah. that? Yeah. Right. And so I didn't just, know that was allowed. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so just yeah. being able mm-hmm. to have ideas to consider. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love well, that. thank you, Tova. And something else that we love about what you shared today is that you guys aren't yet where you want to be. For like, sure. You're on the journey, you're taking steps in a great direction. Yeah. And thank you for no your transparency. No problem. Love you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And so now Kelly's bride, Julie, yeah. is going to get to share a little bit. And, you know, you were raised during this purity culture, I think Absolutely. you had shared too. Could you tell us what that is, first of all? Because some people might not know that language. So what did that look like? And then how did that impact your view of marriage heading in? And, and how did it go kind of? early on. Yeah. Um, the purity culture was just kind of a just say no period. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at least for me, it was counseled of sex is for marriage. We should, we shouldn't even be talking about it right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, um, without many tools for how, um, you get there. Um, okay. and, and some of the books that came out during that time were, I just kissed dating goodbye, meaning, you know, I don't even have much a relationship perhaps with the person I end up marrying mm-hmm. because I want to stay so pure. Okay. Um, so some pretty, um, intense that, and, and looking back now, perhaps not a healthy way mm-hmm. to approach t- and talk about sexuality within marriage, before marriage, uh, you know, how, how do you handle your sexuality before you're married mm-hmm. um, or within the church? Um, and I think that's a, that's part of what our conversation is about today is how can we make mm-hmm. um, our conversations about sex more of a normal, healthy thing in the church mm-hmm. and, and make sure that the married couples in our church um, know what 
know that this is an important part of their marriage that God wants them to have. And how do they... Yeah. How do they pursue that? Mm-hmm. And and I think all the tovas needed Julie, right? Somebody who's been married a lot longer yeah. and Absolutely. Uh, For sure. others can learn from our experience. Yeah. And yeah. And so tell us about your experience, Julie, early on. You went from yeah. that mindset and then you're married and away you go. <laughs> and then we're married and we had kids really early in our marriage. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even have very much of a honeymoon period. We went right into the time period that Tobit and Sam are in now. Mm-hmm. And so we're just in it. Um, and so I think about the next time we picked up our heads, what I remember was our 10th anniversary trip when we went down to Miami um, in-laws had the kids, so it, longest we'd been away from our children so far in our marriage and, and great time. But at that stage, I was still 10 years into marriage dealing with a lot of um, shame and a lot of discomfort about my body, and I didn't know my body very well. And here I am, a nurse. I studied the anatomy and physiology mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. and still personally just not feeling very comfortable with that. And that just took a lot of, again, conversation, yeah. working through it. Um, and then the other thing that kind of happened to me at the same time is I went into perimenopause at the same time. So just when we're getting to the point where, you know, kids are a little older, sex life can be a little easier. All of a sudden my body isn't cooperating. Always yeah. changes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can, can we ask what helped you get from pretty uncomfortable? Like, cause sex was in the kind of shamey mm-hmm. department mm-hmm. to kind of uncomfortable early on to just getting more comfortable. Just, um, continued conversations with Kelly conversation like, like, again. Um, Tova and Samuel yeah. have been okay. talking about is, um, but I think it, again, just because I came out of that culture and background, it took me, I don't necessarily know it took Kelly, but it took me a lot longer to get there and feel comfortable um, and really be able to be more open and really understand more how my body works and um, just have be more comfortable with our sexual relationship. And I think with your sexuality overall, I think when you're in the purity culture, you're in the, you know, being told to be modest and all of these things, you um, can even view your body as, uh, oh, it's not supposed to be sexual. Absolutely. So even the idea of how do we just become comfortable with our own sensuality, with our own sexuality, with the idea that um, our bodies, as odd as they might be in some ways, or as, you know, how you know the physiological part of all of them, they're, they're also beautiful. And, um, can we own that? And mm-hmm. it's, it's hard if that's not taught to you and yeah. you're given the opposite Absolutely. message. Sarah, yeah. it is hard. Yeah, yeah. It really is a thing for a lot of us. Yeah. yeah. It, it took, a, it took a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, 10 years in our marriage and we were, Still working through that. So, so some of the physical, but even recognizing some mental blocks sometimes for Definitely. me personally that I need to address and just get right thinking, mm-hmm. right? And and who helps us with that, right? That's something we also pray through, and, and maybe it's an appointment or two, or yeah. or yeah. more than that. And, right. You know, back then there there really weren't the therapists to that. Okay, you know, therapy wasn't as much of a thing as it is right. now, and um, resources like um, Samuel and Kelly and we're not available. And so now we have a lot more access to that and we can be mentoring and supporting each other more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to this more comfortable stage. You, you kind of got your thinking changed a little bit. And then you mentioned this perimenopausal thing and then all these hormonal shifts and that's just part of the journey. So yes. can you invite <laughs> us into that stage? Um, you know, some of the friends among us are not there yet. Yeah. And and but I think... will be. Yeah, you will be. <laughs> yep. and, and that's again where I think we need to have conversation yeah. about this mm-hmm. so that when we get there, we're already more mm-hmm. prepared. So tell us about that, Julie. Yeah, so one of the... Um, the challenge we also dealt with was um, how many kids, timing of our pregnancies, you know, what what was our plan for that? And so needed to deal with birth control. Um, and again, the birth control options available back then weren't as good as some of them that are available now. And I ended up on a birth control option that caused me significant side effects. Mm. And I do think that's something that um, women may still be dealing with today. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. just want to encourage folks to 
have that conversation with their provider then and make sure that they're not just saying, hey, you know, I, I don't feel good when I'm on this birth control and so that's impacting our sex life. Make yeah. sure you have that conversation with the provider and there may be other options for you. Mm-hmm. I find doctors are asking more too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Okay. Good. Yeah, so getting into that phase though, the hormonal factor. So talk about some challenges that you and Kelly have faced in that regard um, in this connect because now you're at empty nester stage and um, and even you've had some health things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You've struggled with your health in ways you had not imagined that can also affect our sex life. So mm-hmm. how'd that affect yours? Yeah, so I ended up needing um, hormone replacement therapy pretty early and um, have been on that for a long time. And that's another thing that I think um, women are very concerned about. Um, years ago, there was some research that probably wasn't interpreted very correctly about saying hormone replacement therapy wasn't good. Now it's not seen that way. It's but there's much more, a lot more options now. It's come a long options, way. Mm-hmm. Much more bioidentical. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can really have an impact if my estrogen is low, if my testosterone is low, mm-hmm. my body just isn't going to feel sexual. And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, and we were trying to have a, um, be intimate. And I'm like, you know, that feels about as good as if you're rubbing my elbow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> unaffected. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yes. And, and uh, you know, just also f- for me, like I, you know, had some of those mental blocks trying to sort through, is this a mental block? Mm-hmm. Is this a physical block? Mm-hmm. You know, which part of, of this very complex body, Mm -hmm. um, what's going on here? And that took a lot of sorting through and figuring out and um, still dealing with um, some of that today. And you mentioned that doctors are asking more. And I think just like anything, um, people are seeing a a variety of responses from their doctors. So I still hear people who go to their doctor and they say, you know, I'm having trouble having, I'm having trouble having sex. Uh, My sex drive is low or it hurts. And they're hearing, ah, it's in your head or, Mm -hmm. you know, so it, or, you know, just try to try. Yeah. Just relax more. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, but there are others out there who are going to more troubleshoot. And so really knowing that we need to advocate for ourselves. Definitely. And so if we don't happen to currently have mm-hmm. a doctor who's willing to listen to mm-hmm. us and work with us, I mean, we live in a big enough town where we have some options. Sure. And so trying to find another therapist or another doctor. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, again, where asking your friends, hey, yeah. anybody have a doctor that has really been able to help them with you know, sex drive or sex issues or pain or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, you know, if it's the hormonal thing or hormone yeah, replacement. There yeah. are a lot more practices out there that specialize in this area specifically. Mm-hmm. And so definitely if you're not feeling like you're getting the care you need from your physician, um, seek a second opinion. There are a mm-hmm. lot of resources in North Michigan for that. Yeah. Okay. So with the hormonal changes and having some health things too, what are some very specific challenges women can have when it when you get around to that menopause time of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More lubrication is what I hear Absolutely. from. That's like across the board because things are just, your body is drier. And mm-hmm. so if, if you could have gone your whole adult life not needing very much lube at all, and all of a sudden you need it. Yeah. So there's a practical one. Yeah, and that's <laughs> something that can be affected by hormone replacement therapy too. Okay. And and, mm. and if hopefully if you're on the replacement therapy that works for you, that will become less of an issue. Mm-hmm. Maybe not completely go away, but become less of an issue. So definitely something to pursue. I think the other um, time that started to become a challenge, um, I started um, dealing with fibroids. And had very heavy, painful periods mm-hmm. and had a hysterectomy 10 years ago already. Um, so de- um, working up into that time when I needed to have the hysterectomy again, you know, uh, like a week every month where yeah. I'm like, oh, my, yeah. <laughs> I'm in pain. I'm yeah. in pain. <laughs> Don't touch Comfort, me. Yes. Um, and not that I'd recommend this for everyone, but then, you know, having that hysterectomy definitely was a relief there. And, and, and just another good step for us, for me personally. Um, in that journey and just um, was was a help at that time. Yeah. And I've heard of some things that you and Kelly do just to kind of keep it fun, right? We've talked yeah. about that earlier in our conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and so are there some things that come to your mind that kind of keep it fun and build in 
uh, just that dynamic that Tova was talking about earlier, like, hey, Spicy. today's our day, or what's right. on the calendar, or, you know, what is it? Yeah, like? I mean, we are definitely in that second honeymoon time, empty nesters, um, so just a lot more freedom as far as timing, and, you know, there, we don't have kids around, um, and so just being able to, um, the scheduling is part of that um preparing your mind for it and that's part of the fun of it is okay. oh, oh, oh how about uh we meet at three o'clock am i on your calendar for that and uh um just uh put that down or just teasing each other during the day mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know maybe some things you wouldn't be saying in front of your little kiddos while <laughs> right. <they're> not <laughs> now they're not there so <laughs> doesn't matter what time oh, right. yeah, yeah that's so helpful too I know in prior conversations, we were talking about, you know, in the couple, like sex is God's great idea and he has a mind for it to be something that is enjoyable for both of you. I I think one of you said before, like you should both be able to, uh, have, have that time of physical intimacy with one another and, and with kind of a wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if you don't, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And what if that's a problem? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that is the, um, Ideal state, and you're going to get there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think, but that's part of um, um, growing with each other as well. Is sometimes um, it's going to work for me and not for him, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's going to work for him and not for me, mm-hmm. and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. Not you know, hope the goal is that it's not that way all the time. Yeah. But sometimes that's the way it is going to be, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's not a failure. That's not a oh man, we blew it again or. It's that's just life, mm-hmm. and uh, but really with that goal of having sometimes, or you you get to the point um, where you're so in sync with each other that you do have sometimes where it's like, wow, yeah. that was cool, yeah, yeah. And again, the communicating about it. I mm-hmm. mean, I think so. I, I know people who uh, rearrange their living room furniture twelve times mm-hmm. before they <laughs> decide how it's going to be, right? Yeah. Or, like, or you think about how much we talk about what we want to do for a vacation or all yeah. these things we talk about. But then when it comes to sex, we get in a rut thinking, well, there's only like one or two ways to approach it. Mm-hmm. And so if we're willing to have all these conversations mm-hmm. and try all of these things with the other things in life, yeah, why is it so hard mm-hmm. to do that with sex and so just trying to um, have more of those conversations so you can throw ideas out mm-hmm. there so you can say hey um, I, I'm not enjoying it right now uh, maybe we try this or that um, and let's recognize sometimes then I think they'll feel like they're failing yes. in some regard right like, yes. like there's a fragility there that we want to be careful with and yet we got to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And and I love, you said earlier too, it's not always just about in, intercourse. So sometimes it's not a wow for both people, mm-hmm. but we were still together. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. And I think you think about it like we aren't perfect, but we're progressing, right? And we have, not forever, like time-wise, but we have our whole marriage to continue to build upon this. And I think so much so for men is such a fragile thing mm-hmm. to say if we you know, aren't satisfied, but I have to look at it like this. I, if in, in instances, if I'm not satisfied, I'm going to say something and come with a solution. So maybe it's like, okay, right. I didn't like it this way, but next time let's try it this way, you know, not so much on like, you sucked, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) this was not good, but more so like, why was it? I didn't like it because my leg was hurting this whole time. <laughs> like, right, let's right. try a different way. Yeah. And I think f- I can't speak for all men, but for my husband, when I'm unsatisfied, but come with a solution or like a next time scenario, it makes him feel better. You know, it makes him like, OK, we, it, something to look forward to. We can mm-hmm. try it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about how to have these conversations more because mm. you all either are a therapist or you're married to one. <laughs> I just feel like that's not fair at all Um, because sometimes I think we don't know how to talk about it and then are they supposed to read our minds? They would love to know, right? you know, how that would just go better. It's a sensitive topic there's Uh feelings of inadequacy Mm -hmm. potentially and fears and Mm -hmm. so... um, 
we yeah we we need some tips on how to talk about this in a in a better way if mm-hmm. if when you're trying it's just not working or yeah. it's yeah. leading to arguments or anger or sadness or rejection yeah. right Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, Toby, you spoke earlier about how you just learned to pray some things through. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I want your sex life to go well. Yeah. And you brought that to him. How about how about Julie? How has this impacted your faith or your faith impacted this? Wow. I think um, just realizing what um, an incredible um, creation the human body is. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like Sarah and Kelly and Samuel talked about in the last podcast, the fact that um, God created our sexuality and said it was good, mm-hmm. and He, and really, its purpose is our enjoyment within our, the intimacy of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and how cool is that? Mm-hmm. And um, so, I think we're, we're just—it's um, a, a part of us, even bringing us into. Um, a closer relationship with God is we become to appreciate that part of ourselves and our bodies and, and really realize that we are mind, body and spirit and that our body is, was, is created and was, is good and is there for us to enjoy within our marriage. Right. And learn yeah. how the body works. And, sure. and that's just a new part. Like when we get married and I know with our, with us having young adult kids too, I've tried to throughout their upbringing. Like, you know, we all talked about, or you all mm-hmm. talked about how you first heard about sex and don't talk about it all or just a book. So it's like, all right, I don't want to do that as yeah. a mom. So just really trying to share with them, like it is a gift from God. Like it's super special and it's just between us. Yeah. And, um, and so it is worth waiting for, mm-hmm. you know? For sure. yeah. And so thank you. I, I think we're just getting started. We, we surface some challenges that, um, we can have in the in sexual intimacy in marriage and we want to talk about that more on the next episode and uh, Sarah we're glad you're here because we're going to put you on the hot seat for oh, that hey. one too and just kind of talk about <laughs> because we we touched on some topics but you also see some themes as you are connecting with women and couples through your counseling and so we'd love to benefit from that too and talk a little bit about your experience on our next episode Thank you so much for joining us for this first part of the conversation, this first episode. And we've had Tova Jones, Julie Bonniewell, and Sarah Eastway with us. And here's what we'd like to ask you to share this episode with some friends and then invite them to join us for part two of this podcast in this episode of Together, an Ada Bible podcast. We will catch you for the next part of the conversation. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform, leave a comment, and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online and check out our website at adabible.org.